Hi, everybody. This is Nancy Miller with My Creative Life, the podcast about creatives, how and why they make the art that they do. And today I have my team here for the My Creative Life magazine. And we have Jillian Mallory and we have Keith Lee. And so this is the, and we're missing a couple of people, by the way, those of you guys who are listening, we also have Tiffany Gordon and Via Lee who couldn't make it today, but we're going to talk as the three of us about the magazine that we are starting and launching in June. So, hey guys, thanks for making it. Hi. Thanks for having us again. Oh, of course. So I have to say I'm thrilled about working with Keith and Jillian and Tiffany and Via on this special project. And so they're here with me today so we can kind of explain to the audience about why we're doing this and how we're going about our collaboration process. So why don't we kind of do a little intro for everybody? Because though I said your names, there's a lot more to you guys than just your names. I think they're amazing people. Um, so um, Jillian, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, what do you want to know? Well, what we want to know for... you about your work and all that great jazzy <laughs> stuff. I mean, I know I've done, and I know it's always confusing for listeners, but in case they're just listening and they didn't listen to the, your interview that I did, and I can put that in the description box. So if those of you who are listening and you want to learn even more about Jillian, because we had this awesome chat, um, but kind of just a brief overview about the art that you make and um, your role at the magazine. I am a painter and I, I like to paint about life experiences, about my own personal experiences and just some of the, the takes that I have on, on how we deal with, you know, just emotions, mental health, um, as well as, you know, life and, and grieving loss of loved ones, that kind of thing. Um, I also do a little bit of illustration, but I do focus more on painting. Um, and like we said in the, the, the previous podcast, I, I'm very attached to my studio space. <laughs> and, um, you know, for the magazine, I'm working as a, an associate editor. I'm working with Tiffany Gordon. Um, Tiffany has been phenomenal in, in leading that section and also been really good about um, communicating about some of the changes that she's made and also how to um, incorporate the um, paperwork that the artists submit and some of the images. Yeah, she's great about organization. She's wonderful. Now I have to um, say a little bit more about Julian because she's just more than a painter. She has devoted a great deal of her life as a public servant to the community. I mean, she's done so much for any community that she's been a part of. Um, just her work alone as an EMT and firefighter. But then to top it off, she says, I'm going to throw in police officer as well. So I think that heavily influences and also informs your work as an artist. Um, and it gives it a truly unique perspective that I don't get a chance to see out there. And so, um, yeah, so I think your work is, is great on so many levels in that area. Thank you. No problem. No problem. So let's, uh, oh, we got to do a drum roll. Okay, sorry, that's a lame drum roll on my desk right there. But and then we, we want to go ahead and intro Keith Lee here. So Keith, you're hi. up, man. Uh, hi, so I'm Keith. I'm the creative director for the magazine. Um, I mostly work on conceptual illustrations. That's where I uh, 
not found my stride, but that's what I'm comfortable with. It's I feel like that's where I enjoy um, illustration the most. It's coming up with different ideas that made uh, hopefully people have never seen before. <laughs> most of the time, I have to double check to make sure it's not something I've seen before. It just crept up back into my mind. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm working alongside with Nancy uh, to build the layout for the magazine, and it's been a great experience. Well, it's been a great experience uh, for me. You made it yeah. so easy, and I do have to say that Keith is he he is definitely hitting his stride with his work. And I'm always seeing new stuff on Instagram. You're always um, creating such a really insightful concepts to your illustration work and you're constantly making new work. I think that's amazing. And then um, just, just the constant perseverance and, you know, just making a cohesive body of work. And so you're definitely there. I think you are. So it's not a, um, a, maybe it's a definite. I feel like my work has just been getting more and more intense in terms of how depressing it gets. So I mean, if, if you guys want to, you know. I don't think it's depressing. I think it hits a nerve, like especially you know the Ukrainian poster. It's something that's that's you know it's relative. It's something that people gonna you know they look at it and they get the message instantly. And I've seen some of your work while we were in school together, and now I've seen your work now, and it's grown leaps and bounds. So you have to take a little credit for that. Yeah, yeah you're very pro. He's pro, man. Anybody who's listening need a conceptual illustrator he's totally pro and he's great at design and now I I was really like impressed Keith because so Keith is our creative director and so he's spearheaded the overall design and the style of the magazine and his illustration is featured on the cover for the first issue so he also doubled as creative director and illustrator and I was like oh my gosh he had multiple iterations of the interior layouts and then um I just really liked everything was really clean. And I, I think because you're also the illustrator for the cover, you pulled the way that stylistic look that you have in your illustration, you pulled it into the um, interior pages really nicely. So I felt like everything really was about the featured artists. So um, those of you guys who are listening, this is actually for a real print magazine that we're doing and we're going to have it in June. That's the goal. Have it out ready to sell for June. And so you know, Keith, you can you talk a little bit? I know it wasn't in the questions originally, but what kind of ideas did you get for the layout? And what were some of the intention behind the things you were doing design-wise? Um, well, I, I try to stick to the rules. Like with my illustrations, I want it to be more minimalistic in a way. I want it to be simple and easy to read. And I think I've always liked things that have a lot of negative space mm. or I try to mm-hmm. and um, so I've been looking at a lot of magazines see how people do it um, try to um, read some guides and stuff on how, how to do it like the thirds and the halves for the page nice. um, and I still feel like there's a like I have a long long way to go like I see some of the layouts that they're really great and I'm like, wow, I don't understand how. It's pleasing to look at, but it's not exactly following the rules. Um, so I've been kind of experimenting it with that myself. Um, it also helps that you, you're, you're giving me the feedbacks after I 
do the initial um, designs and have you look at it. And then you also have some very great feedbacks for me to work on oh, to yeah. help me. You have a very clear sense of design taste. And so it was really easy because it was just like, oh, he gave us three different choices. Oh, I definitely like this one. And it was just the way you featured the artists and their work. So I felt like that was the most important thing. And I think your design choices that you made that's, really pushed that. That's definitely something I got from uh, school, like the habit of giving more options because mm -hmm. you don't want to look lazy, right? <laughs> so I always wanted a few extra options in there. Well, I promise I wasn't yeah. grading you, Keith, but you, you definitely got an A++ on that. And thank then you, uh, in our last meeting, everybody was able to see that. And then um, Jillian was just so great about taking all the notes and everything and keeping us on track. So it was so easy to go back. And that's what I love about our, our team that we have. I feel like everybody's kind of gotten their little niche and then we can kind of explore it and kind of, you know, make it our own. How do you feel about that, Jillian? Sorry, putting you on the spot. <laughs> I do actually, I think it, um, the team shows a tremendous amount of, of strength and, you know, we know where our weaknesses are, but it seems like the other team members kind of pick up where those weaknesses are. So it, it just meshes really easily. You know, I think a lot of it has, um, you know, where like for me and Tiffany, Tiffany is really organized. So of course, you know, that speaks to me quite nicely because I like organization. So it's easy to work with her because she comes up with some really great ideas. And when I have an idea, she listens to them as well. And we were able to kind of mesh them together and, you know, and, and then having the direction from you and Keith and, you know, and the creative um, social media from Via, it just seems that the, all of it just seems to fit really well. Yes, and Via is our social media director, and she's been doing an amazing job with posting things on our Instagram and Twitter, and uh, we're going to hopefully have more components of things popping up with um, people that who may not necessarily be in the magazine, but also who've just been on the podcast that we've chatted with, and then um, because Keith and Jillian have been great, they've also been helping co-host and uh, lead a lot of the interviews um, in the last season, which season 10 is about ready to drop. So don't forget, watch Keith. He's going to do our, he did our first video, um, <laughs> episode. So we, that was a test for those of you listening. And if you have that option on your phone to watch, uh, the video component on Spotify, if not, you can also watch it on YouTube and I'll put that in the description box as well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Keith was so great about doing that and being, I, I think that's one of the great things about our team. Everybody's so willing to, Hey, let's try this. Have no idea if it's going to work, but everybody has this sense of adventure and like, oh, it's okay. Let's try this. How do you guys feel about I think that? It's exciting that we we don't know if it's going to work or not because then it's just like we can make it our own. Mm -hmm. Like there's no really kind of boundaries or rules or another magazine did this, so we have to do it this way. Like we can just make it our own, and you know, the whole concept of the magazine itself is is unique. Yeah. And I was listening to another podcast. They say magazines are coming back. Keith, can you believe it? Magazines, they said, are kind of making this push back, like print magazines. Hey. And I, yeah. I thought that was really insightful. I was like, I don't know if it was based on serious analytics, but they were like, it was talk about how magazines feel like they're the print magazines. And I wonder if it's some of it, it's because of what we've been through with the pandemic like kind of that, I mean, I'm just hypoth like this is so like a brainstorming out of my head, but I kind of wonder if it's that whole thing of having something tactile to touch 
um, because we've been so isolated from the rest of right. society for so long. And then having like a magazine to hold and look at that physicality of it. What do you guys think? I think it's nostalgia. Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Jillian, you're on the phone. <laughs> you I think it's nostalgia. Whenever um, we go through tough times, either as a mm -hmm. nation or globally, we do have a tendency to kind of reach back to the things that brought us comfort. And having yeah. something physically in our hands it does kind of reach back into that time frame where, you know, before everything went crazy in the world. Mm. Yeah, like chicken noodle soup when you're sick. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Exactly. We're like chicken noodle for the artistic creative soul and their journeys. And, and that kind of leads into why um, this kind of all got started because I've been doing the podcast now over a hundred interviews and it's been amazing the amount of learning I have gotten from you uh, from Keith Jillian all the other guests who've been on the podcast and I felt like one of the things that I realized is like a lot of us are starting our creative journeys now in a, in a world that is very different than what it was like 10 or even a few years ago and trying to get our careers going and so for me, I wanted to highlight the emerging artists that are coming from a variety of cultural identities and backgrounds and give them a chance to shine and show their work. Because I think as artists, we general, not everybody, but we deal with some, like, I think a, a feeling of, you know, imposter syndrome, a feeling like you're not good enough. And what do you guys say about that? I'm sorry. Once again, this is off topic. It wasn't in the questions. Where do you guys feel about that? Jillian, you want to go first? You can, yeah. I'll go first, I guess, because yeah. I always, I interrupt Keith so many times. No, no, no. <laughs> I do feel that that is, that is definitely the case. I think it, it comes from several areas because when you're a child, they always refer to art as a hobby. Mm -hmm. And so when you grow up, you, you have this mindset that, you know, it's, it's either a talent or it's something learned, but you have to learn how to be an artist, but you're already an artist. So it's kind of a, <laughs> it's one of those strange things in life where you look at it and you're like, uh, am I really an artist? And then you question it and then you put your work out there and somebody likes it and you're like, you really like it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then it's upsetting if it doesn't like something that you love doesn't quite take off. And it's just, it's, it creates this, problem with imposter syndrome I definitely I feel like that is the biggest challenge as an artist what about you Keith yeah I mean in fact we we're just having a conversation a while before this and there's definitely a lot of um uncertainty or like self-doubt that goes with well at least for me I, I think for most of the people I know yeah. in school they also have this self-doubt um it's the worst when I get that feeling it's like oh what if I don't do any work that was like the last piece that was better and my career hasn't been taken off yet and I'm already feeling like I don't this is, that, that must have no. been my best piece already no, <laughs> Keith. oh my gosh okay this is coming from an award-winning those of you who are listening Keith is so humble so if you ever want to work with a guy who's very talented and humble and just a really all-around nice guy he has already garnered some awards from like what society of illustrators in the los angeles then there was another one too i lose track there were several so he's just really a humble guy 
also the one for my mother. <laughs> <laughs> that one's special. I know it's on your refrigerator, right? It's got the big yes. gold star on it. But yeah, so like I, I agree with you guys too. I get that too, every, you know, and I feel like the people that I've talked to, you know, some are, you know, very high up in their career. They won all the accolades and stuff like that. But a lot of them have been people who have starting out their careers. And I feel like for that transition, for people to know that you're not alone, that transition from being student at whatever age you are and any point in your career. And I, you could be, you know, you know, retired, somebody who's retired from uh, a career doing something completely different. And now you're exploring art, or maybe you just finished grad school and now you're transitioning into the professional career of, you know, art. I think it's important for people to realize like, Hey, your art has, value there is a place for it and I think it's just finding the right market and place for it and kind of growing and you know developing that community around you really helps that's what I found for me like you guys have been my community Tiffany via some of the other illustrators that I've had on as guests I mean it's really helped me get through those mental hurdles so thank you guys (laughs) that community is most definitely important because I feel like in my undergrad, I didn't have that community and I feel like my art suffered. And with my graduate portion and now, you know, towards the end where graduation is is in sight, it makes a difference to have that support because it allows you to make bad art so it gets out of the way so that you can make good art. And then people that will tell you if it's bad or good that are honest with you. Yeah. I also think that having like a community to share your art with really does help a lot. Like that's one of the best things about the master's program. Obviously, the professors are great, but then like the peer critiques really does help incre- improve your thinking because everyone brings such unique perspective to the field. And it, it definitely can give you something you've never thought about before. Yeah, that's really true. And like, and also when you have Keith here who never sleeps, so you can always get constant feedback <laughs> from him. You yeah. can just send him something. It's like, you know, cause there is a time difference um, from where Keith is for those who are listening, he's in Hong Kong. So he's always on the ball, like giving feedback and just ideas, brainstorming. Like I got so many great ideas from all of you, from Jillian, like our last editorial meeting we had, I was just like floored. I was like, that's that whole idea of like, Jillian's a painter, but boy, does she really understand marketing herself as a painter. And some of the things that I learned in that conversation, I was like, oh my gosh, I can totally use them for illustration. And then Keith, just being aware of like platforms of how it's working with, uh, you know, ways to maybe incorporate that into editorial aspects from your personal experience. I was just floored. I was like, oh my gosh, they've had so many experiences intuitive to theirs. Like, even though I've known you guys for a while now, I was like, they're geniuses. They're like, we're, you know, it's not like this stuff comes up in conversation unless you go on point and topic with it. And I would, I appreciated you guys sharing that stuff with me and Tiffany and Via as well. Definitely my pleasure to share it. Cause I think it's a, it's a, as a group, like the idea of sharing those, I, those pathways of, of making yourself a better artist and more marketable is definitely, it's beneficial to everyone because if one of us makes some step and then we figure out something's working or not working we can share it with the rest of us and it makes the careers kind of take off a little bit faster too because you're not stumbling on every single roadblock that comes up and the important thing is the community the community as a whole is getting better it's not just like we're holding our thoughts back so that we'll get ahead i think it's better that it's more 
not competitive, but then we're all improving so that our stuff gets better too. I totally agree. Like I just realized over the course of years and also it's the teaching. Like I, I love it when I see people successful that I have actually known, I go like, and they're a good person and they deserve, they've worked so hard for it. There's hard work involved in the art that we make. It's just like the way I think of, which we will save this for a future panel discussion because we had a little topic about things, maybe like when you approach an illustrator for work, but uh, like we work so hard at what we're doing. And there's a lot of stuff that I think people don't realize it's not just the end product. And each person has figured out a way that works for them. And it's so insightful. And, you know, I, I rather not be competitive. It's like, if you're overtly competitive, it steals the joy that you could have in relationships and friendships with other artists. Like, I don't want to do this all by myself. I don't want to transition into a professional career now. And like the first time around, that's how I did. I was just so lonely. It's so like, I don't know. There's something that's been truly comforting for me to have artists, friends that I can chat with. And I'll, be, I'll admit this, this is openly like, you know, doing this magazine, it has been so great to like work with people that I enjoy. Like, when am I going to ever have this opportunity to work with some of my favorite people and who are artists, amazing artists, those two things. I'm like, seriously, at the end of the day, today with modern technology, I mean, the things that we've been able to do to cross collaborate, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have like the dream team. Like, this is fantastic. And we're going to produce a product at the end of the day and put it out there for people to enjoy. I agree. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I know it's like thanks yeah. we are the dream team <laughs> like but you know but yeah we know but it's okay it, no, it does yeah it does um it feeds into that collaboration I think all of us on the team actually like that collaboration and I think that's why it works and then I think with all of that um with that collaboration we all have different ideas which is why I think when we, when we get the word out about the magazine and how we do everything and what it's for, I think that's why it, it will actually work because there is so much collaboration and it's, it, it's for a good cause. Yeah, I think, yeah, because, oh, I forgot to note another reason for the magazine, which Julianne brings up a point is um, I had a dear art teacher friend she passed away this past year from um, cancer. And so the dedication is towards her. And uh, Rima was just so influential that first year I switched to teaching high school and she held my hand. The woman was amazing. She did so much for her students. Um, she was a former guest on the podcast for two episodes. Um, and, and she's just, yeah, she was one of those people like the world, like, you know, just to talk to her and to listen to her was fantastic. So, um, but anyway, so we are about ready to wrap up this episode. And so, but I wanted to um, briefly kind of go into where do we want to see the magazine in maybe five years? Any thoughts, guys? I would love it to be in com competition with some of the other illustrator magazines or artist magazines. And, but it is, it's a unique thing. So it's something that I think not necessarily, um, in, a, in, you know, competition, but something that people can look at and, and 
people that want to employ artists can look at it and find an artist that they want or someone that wants to have just a little bit more mm -hmm. of a you know name recognition they can submit or put their work in to get considered so I think I would like to see it where it is something that is um, commonplace and people recognize the name. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I do hope that it will be it will be one of uh, it can be more it, it will have more reach, um, so that more artists can be recognized because there's so many wonderful artists that we know that really could. People deserve no. People know they deserve to be recognized, or at least to have their work put out there for people to see. Just the variety on the ones that we have so far, um, you know, are just the variety alone is is such a a nice um, collection of of names and art, different types of of creativity. And it's also nice too, because once you put them together, then they can kind of feed off of each other and be like, oh, that's a really neat idea. I'd never thought of that. And then actually kind of make their own stuff um, competitive as well. Yeah, I'm really yeah. hoping. Yeah, I agree with everything you guys said right there. And my end goal is just to bring awareness for people who are transitioning into these professional um, start of their career and highlight their work you know, I think everybody has worked so hard and it to, you know, give them a little bit of a helping boost with their career, maybe give them an opportunity to, to share on a platform, because I feel like a lot of the platforms are, you know, it's always about the people who've already made it. And that's great that they've made it. But what about the people who are starting their journeys? And what was that like? And especially um, in the time period we're in, it's really unprecedented. You know, how are they getting their work out there and how can we learn from that and grow? And so I'm hoping that it becomes something that becomes a helping tool and a teaching tool for people who are starting their careers, whether they're a painter, commercial illustrator. Um, we have somebody who's doing accessory design as well in the magazine. So just a raw, a very broad uh, range of art disciplines. So we're hoping that, um, it can help out anybody because all of it's, uh, yeah, especially a podcast. This is just free. <laughs> you don't want to take what you want from it. But anyways, um, if you want to listen to the podcast, guys, I'm going to put a link in the description box for the My Creative Podcast. Um, I'm sorry, on Spotify. And then um, also I'll post the Twitter. Oh, the Instagram is for, oh gosh, it's <laughs> MC. Is it MC Life Art? No, MCL, MCL Arts. Arts. Yeah, MCL Arts. Thank you, guys. That's why they're here, because they keep me on point and straight. So <laughs> anyways, guys, um, thanks for listening um, to My Creative Life. And thanks, Jillian and Keith, for being here as well. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye.